welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Father, thank you for your word says that the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. As we hear your word, let illumination come. As we hear your word, let the power of darkness be dispelled. As we hear your word, let shackles fall off. Let captivity be broken. Let every form of darkness looming around anyone's life be dispelled by the power and the force of your word. Let your word come like hammer to shatter every rocky difficulty, rocky situation into pieces in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we hear your word, work miracles in our midst. Do miracles, oh Lord. Confirm your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. By stretching forth your hand to heal the sick and doing what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Can someone shout a living amen? Amen. If you, believe, if you believe that you are due for a miracle, lift up your right hand and shout a living hallelujah. Shout a living hallelujah. Say Lord. Say Lord. I am ready. I am here with all my heart. Ready for a miracle. Ready for a miracle. Do something new. Hallelujah. This is our month of signs, wonders, and miracles. It's our month, month November 2014, is our month of signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to teach on miracles today. Preaching on what I've titled, Miracles Today. Miracles when? Today. When? Today. The scripture says that in Hebrews, it said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today. God is a now God. He's a now God. He's always on time and he's always working in the now towards tomorrow. So what he did yesterday is good. But what he's about to do today is better. Oh, you didn't hear. I said, what God did yesterday is good. What he's about to do today is better. Yes. Do you know how he puts it in scriptures? He says that the scriptures were written for our examples. That we, through the examples of scripture, might have hope. Those things that were written were written for us, for our sake. So what God, oh, what God was doing yesterday, we was doing it because of today. You didn't get it. The testimony about our sister you just heard, that is just something to let you know that today is your turn. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Now, the scripture says that Jesus Christ Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today and forever. We change. He doesn't change. We change. God is the unchanging changer. He changes things and yet he doesn't change. He's the same thing. He's called the ancient of days. Daniel, in Daniel, the Bible calls him, he's the ancient of days. He is the rock, rock of ages. The songwriter said, rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. He is the rock of ages. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means that what he did yesterday, he is able to do today and tomorrow. That is what gives me the audacity to tell someone, to announce to someone that God is about to do something new, something beautiful, something wonderful in your life. 
if you believe it, you will shout another amen. We serve a miracle working God. God does miracles. See, the, the issue is that they didn't make a mistake. When the lady went to the hospital and she suffered stroke and they had to examine her and check her and check, trying to find out what the cause was, they found out that there was a hole in her heart. And so she had to go the second time for them to do a proper and a thorough certified check. Mm-hmm. And it was clinically proven that she had a hole in her heart. It wasn't that she didn't have it. She had it. She had a hole in her heart. But between the time she had the hole and the surgery, Jesus stepped in. Jesus stepped in. Jesus, the miracle worker. Bible says in Acts that how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So he was healing and there's a song we say that everywhere he went, he was doing good. The mighty healer, he cleansed the lepers. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my Lord, he was doing good. He, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And even today, he is doing it more and better because now the Holy Ghost is in you. The Holy Ghost is in me. The Holy Ghost is in us. And he is seated at the right hand of God interceding on our behalf shout yes Yes. hallelujah our God is a miracle working God our faith is not baseless our faith has basis our faith is provable our faith is factual. It is a fact that God heals and he still is healing. It's a fact. It's a fact. It is all, I like that one. Bible talks about how a cripple at the temple was healed. In Acts chapter 3 and in Acts chapter 4, the elders of the temple were jealous. They wanted to persecute and actually imprison the apostles, Peter and John. And they called them but Bible, I think in verse 9 or so, Bible says that they could not do that because they said if we incarcerate these guys, we lock them up, everyone here knows that this man was born crippled and that for what has been done is notable. It cannot, it, you cannot disprove it. You cannot refute it. You cannot ignore it. And not seeing that a notable miracle has been done in Acts chapter 4, seeing that a notable miracle has been done by this man, whether they like you or not, they will witness a notable miracle in your life. They will witness a notable miracle in your life. They will witness a notable miracle in your life. And it will shut them up. They will be quiet because they can't ignore it. It will be very much on their faces. And they will know. They said you couldn't have a child. They said you couldn't give birth. You will show them your baby. You will show them. And they can't argue against it because that's the evidence. That is the evidence. You said I couldn't have a child. Now here is my child. What have you got to say about that? Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Shout hallelujah. Miracles today. Miracles today. Miracles today. In Acts chapter 14 verse 7, the scriptures make us to understand that God didn't leave himself without a witness. God is always, will prove himself. 
He will defend himself. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness. In that he did good. So the things God does is a pointer to the fact that he is. Because he is in our midst, that's why he heals the sick. No pastor can heal anybody. Not even a fly. Can't heal a fly. No pastor. No prophet. No one can heal. No human being has what it takes in himself without external things to heal. Doctors try to see if they can remedy the situation to help you recover. But the doctors don't heal you. They give you medication. They do a a prognosis. And then afterwards, they do a prescription. Because the prognosis will tell them what sort of prescription they are supposed to do. Then you send the prescription to a pharmacist who tells you, okay, this is what the doctor is saying, I should give you. They give you, you go and try. They tell you, sometimes they tell you, try this for two days. Try this for one week. Try this for seven days. If the pain still persists, come back. Because they don't know the answer. Uh, and then they said, if they, this gives you side effects, discontinue use. Pharmacists, am I speaking the truth? Yes, you have to, because they are trying. And it's good. We need to applaud and thank God for giving us doctors. Amen. Amen. But they can't heal. But Jesus heals. I said, Jesus heals. Jesus heals. Jesus heals. The fact is that if the doctor said they don't have answers for you, that's not a problem. Because there is someone who's got it. (laughs) Who is he? What's his name? What's his name? Shout Jesus. That's why I told you when we come to church and I stand in the office and God begin to manifest and begin to say something, take it serious. She said she held on to it. I didn't have a clue. I just knew God was doing it. I said God is healing someone with a heart problem. Now, do you know if you have a heart problem, you really have a problem? (laughs) If you have a heart problem, it's a real problem. Said God is healing someone with a heart problem. And God did. This is not the first time God has healed a hole in heart. But this lady who, but there's someone who was healed to diabetes. Uh, Type 1 or type 2. God cleared type 1. God cleared it out of his system. It's a a serious situation. A young man. A young man, under 30 years. And was somebody. God cleared it out of his system. He took a broom. And they swept it out of the system. They went back. The doctor said the thing is gone. It's gone. Right in our midst here. Right in our midst. Tell someone, God is a healer. God is a healer. healer. He works miracles. They said a a woman who was not ovulating. And the doctors were putting on medications. Okay, come, we are going to give you something. And then before they could say Jack, the doctors, before the doctors, she came to carry Then God moved ahead. God moved ahead. And now she has two children going to a third one. God willing. She said she met someone on a tube last Thursday or so. And this woman uh, in the conversation, she had her baby and the woman was, then the Hindu started a conversation with her and she told this woman that this her what I went through and, her, and she said, I'm also going to, to do the same thing. I'm actually going for, booked for acupuncture. I'm going, she said, no, no, no. The sister told her, no, no, no. I've tried it. I've paid a lot of money. I've tried acupuncture. It didn't work. I've tried all the means. It didn't work until I entered Karis. So she, she told the Buddhist that this baby you are excited about playing with on the tube, she is a result of the God of Caris. She is an evidence of the miracle working God. And she asked her, do you want, she said, I will also want it. And she prayed with the lady on Thursday in the tube. And she, Buddhist gave her life to Jesus Christ. Shaka 
What a mighty God we serve. Only a fool will not serve this God. Oh, it's true. Do miracles still happen? That question is an unnecessary question in our church. But for the purpose of intellectual research or or for the purpose of uh, uh, just having facts, verification, sometimes we need to go to scriptures too. Do miracles still happen? Some people believe miracles don't happen anymore. And what their, what's, their, what's their reason? Because, I think I can give you three reasons for that. Number one, they believe that miracles were only for the days of the apostles. So, these kind of believers are called cessationists. They believe that miracles, tongues, and the Holy Ghost movement has ceased. Because they believe it was only the apostles who could work miracles. Their scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 says that truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. So they say signs of an apostle. Okay. Very interesting. Those who go around say, I'm apostle, I'm apostle, I'm apostle. There are signs of an apostle. <laughs> but he said, the signs of an apostle, talking about the early apostles of the church, yeah. said, when we, the signs of them were what were, 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 you saw amongst you. So then, these cessationists say, you see, those signs were just signs of the apostles. It's not signs for everybody. It's just for the apostles. They got it wrong. What he was trying to say is that when, if we are apostles, you will see. The, the early apostles Jesus said they were working strong miracles. So in Acts chapter 2, but, but interesting text. There's very interesting text there, which some of you have not picked up on yet, I know. In Acts chapter 2, I think there's either 46 or 47, it talks about how God did mighty signs by the hands of the apostles. Uh, yeah, Acts 2 43. It's just that. So they conclude that, oh, it's only the apostles who work uh, miracles. It's a, uh, and then fear came up a while or so, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. He was talking about believers, they continue apostles' doctrine. He said, many signs were. They were the founding fathers, the beginning. And so other people, uh, other people also did some miracles, like Philip. Philip did some miracles and God used some others, so many ones in the scriptures that I will not want to go into now. But so it's not only the apostles, all right? God used all believers, which I'll show you in a minute. And then in, in, in one of the scriptures they quote is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9 and verse 10. Let's have a look at that. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9 and verse 10. It says that, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. What does that mean? If someone gives you a prophecy or someone has a prophecy for you, he may not know everything. He cannot know everything. He cannot know every detail. We just prophesy in part. What God shows us a little bit and then we say it. We know in part. And we don't know everything. How many of us here know everything? Nobody. nobody no human being can know everything. No human being. doesn't matter how intelligent you may think you are. You can't know. Even the devil doesn't know everything. It's only God who knows everything. So we prophesy in part, we know in part. Now, this is their scripture. And they said, the verse 10, but when that which is perfect comes, then that which is in part will be done away with. Right? So his point, their point is that, what is the perfect one? They believe that the Bible is the perfect knowledge, perfect information. Now that perfect information has come, that's how they interpret it. You don't need prophecies, you don't need miracles, because the Bible says that when the perfect comes, all the other things that we do will be done away with. But that's not so, because the Bible is God's word, it's perfect, it is, it is infallible. But it's, not talk, it's talking about perfection. When we all get to heaven, everything is perfect. Everything, there's no, there are no sinners in heaven. Would there be sinners in heaven? No. There are no thieves in heaven. Would there be thieves in heaven? Nothing, no sickness in it. So we get, we get into this perfect state. But now we prophesy in part. Now we, we know in part. That's what he's talking about. So when the cessationist says, say prophecies and miracles are past, that's some of the scriptures they use, but it's, 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 it's out of context. 
Praise the Lord. And so one reason why people say one myth about miracle is that miracle is past. There are no more miracles. Number two reasons why people say the, um, the uh, two myths about miracle is that there are some people who convince themselves to say that, no, no, it's not true. Even though they see some things, they convince themselves to say it's not true. They convince, I had a, I, I hear a, a, a little boy went to Sunday school, to church, and they were taught about, you know, how Moses, the, sea, the Red Sea, and the people went through the Red Sea. And then when he went to school, his atheist teacher, who was supposed to be teaching Bible knowledge, was trying to say that all these things, yes, they are myth, mythical, they are not real. And uh, they didn't, actually said they didn't pass through the Red Sea, they just passed through the shallow part of the Red Sea, the shallow part, it's just so they could... They, 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 can, they can walk, they could walk through the shallow parts of the Red Sea, you know, like the, the edges of the Red Sea, like a swamp. So they just went through it. So it wasn't like Red Sea parts. And then they, see, they trivialized it and try and make, make themselves look intellectual, intelligent by saying, come, 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 come on, come on, come on, think. how can a whole sea part? That's why it's a miracle. But, but, so the boy said, wow. Then he said, even a bigger miracle. If they went through the and then that swamp, that shallow water, swallowed all the Egyptians' armies with their chariots and their horses. It's a bigger miracle. It's a bigger miracle. It's a bigger miracle. Alright, so so then, there are people who try to explain miracles. I'm telling you, there are even people who will sit here and say, no, she didn't really get healed. The doctor just made a mistake. There's no, there were, in the first place, there's no hope. The document says, that scan, everything says there is hope. Just that they realized that there's no hole. Afterwards, when they were going in to go and work. Where is the hole? Instead of 30 minutes, two hours looking for the hole. <laughs> looking for the hole. But there are people who try and explain it away and say it's not really a miracle, it's not true, it didn't happen, it's not true. Yeah. So these are some of the myths. Some people will tell you it's not true. To the extent that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, there are people who were paid to go and lie that he didn't resurrect. Yeah, the gas. They were paid to lie that he didn't resurrect, but the, the disciples came and, and stole, from, stole the body yes. f- away from this f- terrible Roman guards. Yes. It's like someone saying that you went to Buckingham Palace or White House yes. to go and take Obama's daughter. Yes. You went there, you went no, in spite of all the sophisticated security. Yeah. And Roman soldiers were the finest in those days. Yeah. But they have they, they didn't they have to believe it because you see people don't want to believe so they will have to believe something less right. anything that can wean them off the facts yeah. they want it. Yeah. So the second thing a myth about miracles is people say it's not true and miracles really don't happen. And then the the third thing people say is this is a very interesting point that is Satan. Satan is the work one working. He's not God. You know, Paul said, why do you, for Acts chapter, Acts chapter 26 verse 8, why do you consider it? Why should you, incredible by you, that God raises the dead? Listen, God is about to prosper some of you. Some other Christians will think that you are doing drugs. They will think you are doing drugs. They will say, no, this is not normal. They believe that, no, there must be something else these guys are using to get money. Why do you consider it an, uh, something very yeah. strange that God will do a miracle? Yeah. So if there is God, and if God is with us, mm. why, why can't we have miracles? Yeah. Why, someone is about to encounter some supernatural touch of God. Someone is about to encounter a serious supernatural touch of God. And people will be confused. They'll be asking. You know, that blind man who was healed, they said, no, he's not the one. They said, no, he's the one. People said, no, he's not the one because he was born blind. But now he's walking on. They said, he's not the one. They were arguing. And he said, listen, I am the one. I was, I was once blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. That is about to happen to somebody. That is about to happen to somebody. People know your story. People know who you are. People know that you, some things can happen for you. 
They have written you off. They have concluded, but they are about to be disappointed because God is about to step in to do a miracle and they will see that it's the same you with the same history, but a new destiny. Shout yes. Shout yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God still works miracles. That's why if you expect one, you are going to have one. God has told us, this is our month. He's been doing miracles already. But this month is going to go to another level. So, if you are believing God for something and you've been waiting for so long, this is the time. Is someone receiving it? I said, this is your time. I said, this is your time. I said, this is your time. This is your time. A miracle is coming your way. This is your time. In the name of Jesus. Shall I believe? It's a season of miracles. I feel the Holy Ghost here. So many people think that miracles are not real. Many people think that it's Satan who works miracles. God can't do it. And many people think that it's if God would do it, he did it only in the apostles. Now, why miracles? I want to give you seven reasons for miracles. Why miracles? You know, <laughs> why miracles? Because man needs help. <laughs> Number one. Why miracles? Because you need help. Because I need help. Because we need help. Now, the sister had one of the finest cardiologists. Yeah. Top cardiologists in, in the region. And he said there is a hole. He's found a hole. So he was trying to see how best they can help. They told her you may have to be on medication the rest of your life. You need help. I've seen women whose womb have been removed, and yet, for some supernatural reason, God gave them a baby. Some of them, God gave them a new womb. No, it's not possible. See, that's the unbeliever. Because Jesus Christ, his mother was a virgin. How about that? Think about it. Some of you don't know what it means. His mother, think about it, no, no, no. Think about it. His mother was a virgin. The only woman who, to have a child whose hymen was not broken from outside but from within. Someone, it would take some people some time to think about it. It's a miracle. For a virgin to have a child, hey! Bible says that in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, God will give you a sign. A virgin will conceive. Hey, how can a virgin conceive? It's a sign. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So if that happened, why can't it happen for you, sister? God is in the miracle. So the reason why God works miracles is because why? We need help. Say, I need help. Why? I need help. Is there anyone here who needs the help of God? So so that is why if you need help, I have good news for you. God is a helper. <laughs> God works miracles. That's why see what's the what's miracle? Miracle, the definition of miracle is supernatural intervention in the natural course of happiness. So nature. God interferes with nature to do what is not natural in nature for Red Sea to open. That's unnatural. No wonder some people want to argue against that. That's unnatural. For a virgin to conceive, that's unnatural. For someone, doctors have given up or say you are going to die. They've written your death certificate and suddenly they see you living normal. That's unnatural. Because all the natural pointers show that this one should have been gone. People who doctors have said, you can't have a child. You can't. You, you might as well adopt. 
you can't have a child and gets pregnant because prayer had been made. A prayer had been offered. That's, 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 that's unnatural. That's unnatural. And something that is not natural is about to happen for you. God being behind it. Why does God work miracles? I can't hear you. Some of you are very polished about that. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, there are a lot of places you should be very posh. You should be be very posh when you go to the bank, waiting, you hear posh. Um, When you go to the hospital, yeah, you behave posh until you see your doctor in private. Then you can be real. real. (laughs) There are a lot of places you go, you you should be posh on the tube, in the train, in the bus. You sit very gentle. You should be posh. But listen, when you come to God's house, <laughs> please drop that poshness. Drop it and relax and receive help. And receive help. Receive help. Someone say, I receive help. Say, I receive help. Heaven helps those who believe. Uh, look, uh, you can't help yourself. So drop that. Heaven helps those who believe. <laughs> if you believe and you show that you need, you want God, then he begins to move towards you. Yeah. Because God is not like Superman, just looking for where somebody's dying and dumped there. No, no, no. Those who want him. Why does God work miracles? I can't hear you. Tell someone, I may look very nice. Sister, I may look very nice. I may look very posh. But the truth of the matter is, whisper to the person, I really need help. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Number two, miracles are pointers, or it's a pointer that there is something greater and beyond the natural. It's a pointer that there is something higher, there is something greater. So when miracles happen, it makes you, hey, this thing, wow, this is interesting. It gets the attention of people. Right? So miracle is a pointer that there is something greater, something beyond, something supernatural, beyond the natural. Acts chapter 14, I quoted it earlier on verse 17. It says that God did not leave himself without a witness. He will always make sure there are signs to show that he's with us. Right? Because life is not only about what we see, or what we experience, there is much more beyond what we see or can understand or can experience. Someone said amen. Part three, miracles are a sign that God is at work. All right. (laughs) I like that. Thank you, Jesus. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrows. Something called the general benevolence of God. He rains. When the rain comes, it falls on everybody's land. When the sun is shining, and you go, maybe you are trying to bask, you go and lie on the grass. The sun will not ask you, you, you are not a believer. I won't shine on you. You are a believer. No. That's called the general benevolence of God. When you plant, when you sow a seed, you, know, you have a garden or you plant something, it will germinate as long as the conditions are right. Whether you are a believer or not, that is not, it's irrelevant. Okay? So that is general benevolence of, uh, of God. That is why when a believer is unwell, an unbeliever is unwell, uh, maybe some high headaches. They both can take paracetamol and they both will be healed. You don't need to be a believer in order for the paracetamol to work. Does that make sense? That's called the general benevolence of God. And then when you are working with God, he causes, watch this, this is a very important thing. When you work with God the way you should, your life goes in such a way that they are, you, 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 you don't live in emergencies. Okay, so you get married. You have your child when you're ready. Your children grow well, no sickness. They go to school, finish, they do well. Go to uni, they do well. Get a good job, they do well. They get married, they do well. Life flows. It's, it's, it's the sign of the blessing of God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But 
you, you, you give birth and then your child is not growing. The child is 10 years and looks like two years old. Now that's when you need a miracle as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you, you, do you get where I'm coming from? When you walk with God, he does a lot of miracles in your life, but actually you are so blessed, there are times you don't have emergencies to, to have to warrant a sudden miracle. That's what has kept me healthy. So I don't have to, maybe the doctors have seen that there is some, um, something hiding somewhere, so now they have to take me through A, B, C. I'm not saying that if something happens to you, you are not blessed. What I'm saying is that because I've been serving God from my youth and I've believed God that I will stay sickness-free and I'm working with him the way I'm, I should because sometimes you can believe God to stay sickness-free, but sin can bring sickness unto you. John 5, 14, Jesus told the man who, who was healed, 38, lying there at the pool, 38 years, said, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing comes up. So there's sometimes there is a correlation, there's a connection between sin. After Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well, sin no more, lest a worse thing. Sin can bring, uh, can affect your health. You understand that? So you can be a Christian and maybe sin, it's not only the bad things, maybe. Many people, when you talk about sin, they, they are thinking of fornication. Not just fornication. Some bitterness. Sin. Unforgiveness. Yeah. Hatred. And all kinds of things that we, we may entertain can give Satan a doorway to afflict us in a certain, to a certain degree. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So the point I'm making is that God is a miracle-working God, and we all need miracle. It doesn't matter how blessed you are. At some, at some point in time, you are rising to a certain level. You are believing God for the next thing, and you will need his hand to intervene and favor you in a way that is unusual. Like Joseph found, Joseph was blessed. He, found, he didn't need like, like a radical intervention, but he found himself in prison. And God said, because he was, he was working with God, he was prospering in prison. And in prison, because of his prosperity in prison, he led him to beat Pharaoh. <laughs> when you are blessed, where, you do well wherever you find yourself. You do well. Whether you are in secondary school, or you are in university, or you are a professor, you do well where you find yourself. When you work with God and work hard. I had to add that one. So, but then the point I'm saying is that at every point in time, every one of us needs a miracle one way or the other. Miracle sometimes has to do with your finances. Sometimes may have to do with your health. Sometimes may have to be with your career. Sometimes may have to be with something you are trying to achieve. Sometimes may have to be with your ministry. Sometimes may have to be with your, your family life or your accommodation or your immigration as we heard the sister. John chapter 5, verse 17 and 21. Just look at that. Jesus said something very profound. Jesus, Jesus answered and said, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. In the King James, he said, My father worketh, he that too I work. What did I say? The, the third point about miracle is God is at work. So when he healed the man, and they were attacking him, that why do you heal the man on Sabbath day? Why do you ask him to carry his mat? He, the, the, Jesus said, my father worketh, he that too. So he was saying, I'm working in relation to the fact that God is working. So miracles are a sign that God is working. God is at work. Does that make sense? Look at verse 21 of the same chapter. It says that, for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. So God is actually the one who does miracles. So miracles are pointers that God is still working. Listen, God hasn't gone on a holiday on your case. God hasn't gone on a holiday. If you can release your faith, I'm telling you, you are going to see the miracle hand of God at work mightily in your life. If you believe it, shout amen. Amen. Someone tells me I'm a married woman and I can't have a child. I say, really? I like that one. I like that challenge because one of the things that God does very cheaply in this house is giving uh, women children. It's very easy. It's one of the easiest things in court cases. Very easy. Healing, as for that one, is regular. It's just like our water. So if you're a woman here, you are not yet married, you don't have any reason to be worried about your, uh, your fertility. Praise God, all right. So God is at work. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. Mark chapter 16, verse 20 talks about how 
And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working. Did you see that? The Lord working with them. The Lord working with the preachers. The Lord. So when someone said, and pastor said, and pa- it's not just the pastor. And God's servant said, um, you are someone is being healed and I was healed. Yes, it's God's servant who said it. But remember, it's God's servant. God, so God himself is the one at work. And that one is just serving him. Like when you go to the restaurant, the waiter, the waitress, they are just serving you on the, on the plane. The flight attendants, the food is not for them. The same way God's servant is waits on God. And just, so it's God who is at work. So the miracles you see in this church is a fact. It's a pointer that God is working here. God is working here. God is working here. And if God is working here and you have come here and you need some work on your life, then I'm telling you, you're in a good place. You are in the right place. God is about to take on your case. God is about to take on your case. You are next in line for a miracle. You are next in line for a miracle. Number four. Number four, why miracles? Miracles are a sign that God is actually with us. He hasn't left us. Gideon said, if God is with us, where are all his miracles? It was a common knowledge in Jewish times or in Old Testament times and even in the, the days of Jesus, it's common knowledge that if God is with you, you will see miracles. So th- when we see miracles, they are a pointer, they are a sign that God is actually with us. That is why I get concerned when our churches and our Christian lives are miracle free, a miracle. No, I guess because when God is with us, some of the signs is that you will see miracles in your life. Someone is experiencing a miracle in your life. In John chapter 3 verse 2, this is one of the Pharisees, the learned men, came to see Jesus in private. And he said, John chapter 3 verse 2, this man came to see, it's called Nicodemus. This man came to see Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher coming from where? Coming from where? For no one can do the things that you do unless God is with him. It's just like the way you know you can receive an email on your phone. Is that true? Those of us who are using Nokia, that's a 210. So you can't receive emails on that. But now we all know when you are on the train, someone says I've sent email, you can say, I will check it. They won't be surprised. You don't have to sit behind a desktop computer. Just your phone is enough. You can check it and receive the email. It's common knowledge now. In the same way, it was common knowledge that if God is with you, you see miracles. So the man came to Jesus and he says that no one can do the things you are doing except God is with him. So miracles are a pointer and a sign that God, that's why he said if God be for us, who can be against us? Because that means if God is for us, He's working miracles. It doesn't matter who rises, miracle will take them out. <laughs> miracle will clear them off the highway. In John chapter 9, verse 16, look at that. John chapter 9, verse 16. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God. Because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division amongst them. They were convinced that this guy is not bad. The the signs, the miracles point that God is with the guy. Verse 30 to 33. Verse 30. It says that, the man said, why is this a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eye. That's the man whose eyes were opened. The Pharisees were trying to say, we don't know this one, don't mind. He doesn't have any track, good track record. He's a rubbish guy. He's quack. He said, why is it that you don't know where? But this man has opened my eye. Go to verse 31. Verse 31. Now we, now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears them. So that, that's, the, that's the man talking. Because we, this is a common knowledge. We know that, but this... Verse 32, verse 32, since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone should open the eyes of him who was born blind. But this man has done it. 
the, next, the, the last one, verse 33. If this man were not from God, he could, not, he could do nothing. So the, the, the point I'm trying to draw attention to is that the guy knew, the guy knew, and they all knew that miracles are a sign that God is with you. Miracles are a sign that God is with you. Now, I know some people are saying that, but it's not every miracle that shows that, that. Yes, not every miracle is a pointer to God. But if God is there, miracle will be there. Hallelujah. Miracles. But it doesn't mean every miracle, those of us who are miracle chasers, it doesn't mean every miracle is a pointer that God is there. So in the subsequent teaching, I will show you how would you be able to know that this miracle is not of God. Because you have to know. Because we don't, we don't get deceived by... In the Bible says they will come and they will work wonders. False prophets, they will work wonders. Bible says that Satan himself, he presents himself as an angel of light. That is why it is necessary to know the content of your belief. What's it called? Noticia. Those were, those were in the first service. <laughs> Noticia and Fodukia and Ascensus. Praise the Lord. So, then number five. What, what's the importance of miracle? It's divine ascent or witness. When miracles happen, God is giving witness, giving ascent to something that I'm in this. This is me. My hand is in it. Okay, miracles. God is an endorsement. Let me show you from the scripture. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. Mark 16, 20. What does it say? Let's all read it out loud from the screen. Are you ready? All right. Let's go. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through their company. What did he do? He confirmed, God was working with them and he confirmed the word. So God was lending divine ascent, giving divine ascent to the thing they were preaching that, okay, this is from me. So he, how did he confirm it? By working miracles and signs. All right. So if you preach the true gospel, the full gospel, God confirms it by signs. If you obey God, if the things I teach, are genuinely from God and you obey it, you will see the backing of God. That's what it means. Alright? So, God confirmed his word with sign, accompanying signs and wonders. Acts chapter 14 verse 3. Look at Acts chapter 14 verse 3. It says that therefore, they, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. How did he bear witness to the word of his grace? Granting signs. Okay. So when you see, when you see God doing miracles in this church, it's not because the pastor has been to Bible school to teach how to work miracles, to learn how to work miracles, or he's so powerful. There's no powerful man of God, but there is a powerful God of man. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, So it's just God, God bears witness to the authenticity of his word we preach by working signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what makes me know signs, wonders, and miracles are en route you, are coming your way. Some of you, watch this, some of us are going to take delivery by tonight. Watch this. Let me rephrase it. A delivery man, delivery van from heaven is en route, is coming. Some of the delivery companies, they will send you an email, tell you between one and two, the delivery man, the driver will arrive with your package. I am also telling you this kind of a divine email that delivery is en route and is coming. Some of us is arriving today. Some of us is arriving by tomorrow morning. Some of us is arriving by this week. Some of us, this month, is your month of receiving the delivery of your miracle. The long-awaited miracle. The long-awaited miracle is being released into your hands now. Shout, I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. John chapter 5, verse 36. But 
I have a greater, they were asking Jesus, why are you healing the man? What shows? Who are you? Who are you? And he said, I have a greater witness than John's. You believe you accepted John. Why are you not accepting me? And you want John to say that he's a good guy. I have a great, I don't bear witness to myself. I have a greater, greater witness than John's. For the works which, which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness. Did you see that? So he has healed someone who was a cripple. The healing, the works that I do are the works that bear witness that have been sent from God. Right. Divine ascent. He said, if you don't believe me for what I say, believe me for what I do. The miracles, the works you see being produced through, by God through my hands. He said, believe me for John 10, 25. John 10, 25. Jesus answered them, answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. The works, the, you see, this pastor, is he even called, look at the kind of believers that are rising under his ministry. Look at their works. Look at the number of people who have been delivered, set free, who have been taught the ways of God, who are being Christian. Look at it. It's a fact. It's points you. That's the witness. Paul says that we don't have our credentials is not from some government. Our credential letters is you. It's written in your heart. You, you, human beings that the change lives. When you listen to some of this testimony, it's a fact. It's a pointer that God is working in courage, and courage is not just some social gathering. Is that assembly of the people of God and God is with us? Shout amen. amen. Number six. Oh, I like this one. This is a very important one. John chapter 10, verse 37 and 38. This is a very important one. There's no way I, I, I could miss this one. John chapter, John chapter 10, verse 37. If I do not do the works of my father, don't believe me. Do you see that? If I do not do the works of my father, don't believe me. Verse 38, what does he say? Verse 38. He said, but if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I am him. Now, what's the point here? Miracles must happen for someone to believe. Miracles happen for someone to believe. Mirac- what did I say? Miracles happen for someone to believe. So someone will believe. Jesus said, just believe me for the works. If you don't even believe me for what I'm saying. The works that are confirming the words should make you believe. So miracles are there. God works miracles that someone will believe. Let me put it this way. One of the great revivalists, he says that, he says, miracles are dinner bells for salvation. Miracles, signs, and wonders are dinner bells for salvation. It tells someone, wow, something is there, something greater than the natural. I need God, I need God. It makes them run to miracles are dinner bells. It's time for someone to be saved, for someone to believe, for someone to believe. Miracles must happen. Miracles do happen. So some can believe. I'm not saying that everyone who sees miracles believes. There are some people, they have hardened hearts, stubborn hearts. It doesn't matter what they see, they won't believe. But what, what I'm saying here, Jesus said that, just believe me for what the works I do. In John chapter 14, verse 10, look at that one too. John chapter 14, verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, that, that's the works, okay? So, so he does these works so that you believe in me. It's very important. So God does miracles, or miracles happen so that people will believe. It's all over in the New Testament where miracles happen and someone believes. Actually, in the book of 1 Kings chapter, chapter 17, 1 Kings chapter 17, where Elijah came and he said, Israelites, they have all, their hearts have been turned away from God. And he said, if God be God, worship him. Or if Baal be God, worship him. He said, bring some bulls. Let the prophets of Baal, 400 of them, let them cut the bull. Let them put, bake an altar. Put the bull, the bull on the altar. I, I, First Kings chapter 17. Put it on the altar and let them call fire so that, they put, don't put fire on the sacrifice. Call fire and let the God that will answer by fire, let it be God. 
And Bible says that they put the booths and then they did the altar. They were somersaulting, calling from morning to evening. Hey, our God, where are you? And Elijah was laughing at them. He said, maybe he's gone on holiday. Cry aloud, cry aloud, cry aloud. They were calling. Bible said they were cutting themselves. They were breaking the altar. They did everything, no show. And then when they are done, Elijah said, okay, me too, give me. He built an altar. And then he put the, give me one new bull. He put the bull on it and dug trenches around it. And he said, you know what? To make matters worse, pour barrels of water on the sacrifice. So that you don't say it's an accident. So they pour barrels. They pour more. They pour, and the water soaked the sacrifice and formed a trench, filled the trench around the altar. So this, this is, there's no way, even if you bring the most powerful lighter, it, it will be extinguished within minutes because the water. And Elijah knelt down. He didn't pray too much. He said, oh God, let it be known that you are God. And you have sent me and you are turning the heart of the people to you. Answer by fire. And Bible said, by the time Elijah finished, fire came down from heaven. Fire came down from heaven. Fire came down from heaven. And, 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 and Bible says that, and consume everything. Bible uses the word, it leak. The fire leaked the water from the trenches. Yes. First king. And it leaked the water. The fire leaked the water. And the people all fell down and said, the Lord is God. They believed. That's what's about to happen for somebody. That's what is about to happen for someone. God will prove to people that he is with you. If you believe, shall I believe? Shall I believe? Shall I believe? believe? Finally, I like this one. So, number one, why do miracles happen? Because we need help. Number two, why do miracles happen? It's a point that there's something beyond the physical, the natural. Number three, why do miracles happen? God is aware. Number four, why do miracles happen? God is with us. Number five, divine ascent or divine witness. Number six, for someone to believe. Number seven, number seven is a sign that someone is a believer. You get it? It's a sign. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, it says that, and if you believe, signs will follow you. These signs, it's not pastors. It's just, it's just a, these signs shall follow pastors and ministers. He said, these signs shall follow those who believe. Do you believe? He said, these signs shall follow those who believe. <laughs> I see signs and miracles coming. Happen. So that's why I'm telling you, in this time of miracles, signs and wonders, believe God for anything that God will use you to do signs, wonders and miracles. Don't say, oh, my pastor is a powerful man of God. Things happen. You too. He's the same God. God will use you. God will use you. Because God, Bible says that in, 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 in the book of Acts, God is no respecter of persons. So, miracles happen because someone believes. Let me give you the last scripture and then we, we get up to pray. In John chapter 14, verse 12. See, this is from Jesus' own mouth. Are we all ready to read it together? All right. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's read it out. Let's go. Did you? Did you see that? So he said that he who believes in me, the works that I do, you do. What makes you, what or gives you the audacity to do the works that Jesus does? Because you believe in him. So if you believe, you will do. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Yes. Miracles are a sign that someone believes. Yes. You will, brother, you will not be put to shame. Yes. You will not be put to shame. Yes. Sister, there is help available for you in God. Yes. Shall I believe? I believe? And not just that for you, God is also going to do it through you. Yes. He is going to do it through you. You can't take the credit. He alone will take the credit. But he will do it through you. He will do miracles through you. Why? Because you believe. Shall I believe? Shall I believe? When your child is not well, God forbid. When your brother is not well, someone is not like, just say, let's pray. Because God, you said, if we believe, we'll do miracles. And we even do greater ones than the ones you did. 
Miracles are a sign that you believe. He said, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. He said, they shall speak with new tongues. When they drink deadly things, it will not hurt them. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And when they lay their hands on the sick, they shall be recovered. They shall recover. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, that was. And so, it is your bona fide property or asset, bona fide audacity to work in miracles when you believe. It's going to happen in your life. This very month in the name of Jesus. Did you receive the word? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.